Welcome to the Wild and Free Podcast, Episode 10. I'm Ainsley Arment, here with Tina Ingold, and today we're introducing our newest content bundle called Kinship. It's all about community and finding meaningful connections with the people in your life. And finally, we're going to hear from one of our Wild and Free group leaders in Northern California. She's going to share a little bit about her group and how she got started. So grab a cup of coffee and join us on the front porch. Let's get started. As it gets nearer and nearer to summer and you just are losing your gusto with homeschooling. Yes. <laughs> you just, yes. Which is, I'm there now. I feel like it's a balancing act because I don't think For it's sure. wrong to go with the seasons. That's the beauty mm-hmm. of homeschooling is that we can. But then yeah. there's the other mm-hmm. flip side of how much of it is this about us finishing strong? How much of this is about us mm-hmm. not quitting? Yeah. Are we teaching kids any lessons there? But we weigh those out because I'm totally a go with the season kind of person. So the weather's getting warmer here. We just got a pass to Colonial Williamsburg. Oh, yes. That's wonderful. For our family so we can go. And if you have a pass, they host homeschool classes. And so you can go to those Mm -hmm. classes for free, whereas normally people would have to pay for them even if they had a pass. But they allow homeschoolers to go for free. And they have all sorts of neat classes. We have an aquarium five minutes from our house. And so we got a pass Mm -hmm. to that. So on those days where we're just not feeling it (laughs) or we Mm -hmm. just need a diversion you know we can weigh it out sometimes I'm like no we really need to plow through just get our mouth done and then can maybe do a reel out if I'm feeling up for it but there are those days where I'm just like okay guys everybody finish up your mouth and then we're gonna get in the car grab your shoes where are we going where are we going and I'm like well Mm -hmm. I'll tell you in the car and we just get in the car and (laughs) and go and but it's not like we're just giving up on learning for the day we're just doing something different for learning for the day so I'm all about spontaneous field trips I'm for the planned ones too but I'm all about spontaneous field trips when you just need to take a breather and you don't even know you need a breather until you wake up and everybody is just showing signs of needing it yes grumpy or just had a rough weekend so everybody's tired and yes I totally get that and we do the same thing I really think it's so worth investing in a pass I mean I feel like every big city has most people probably live within a couple hours I would say of a big city and most places would have you know an aquarium or children's we just museum got a pass. yes children's museum we just got a pass to this place called connor prairie it's such a cool place it's um everybody's kind of role playing in the 1800s and so my kids absolutely love it and they have a play area and then they have a petting zoo and different things so yeah we do the same thing we probably go there about once a week mm-hmm. because we have a pass right you know sometimes passes can be expensive but it's a great gift idea you know ask mm-hmm. parents or you mm-hmm. know when my grandparents say what can we get the kids it's like a pass or you know money to put toward a pass Mm -hmm. to you know either the zoo or the children's museum absolutely we have a zoo just about 15 minutes from us and I just recently found out that you can have up to four adults and 10 children on a pass so we're actually going in on it with our good friends Mm -hmm. and we're splitting the cost and they let 
you do that. You each get a pass, so you can go on your own, but we can also go together, and we each family only has to pay $50. Wow. I mean, that's cheaper than what we could get in for a whole day. For sure. On yes. our own. And that's good for a year? Yes. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> that's amazing. Yes, so that's you just kind of have to research what's around you, yeah. but there's probably a lot of stuff, like you said, right nearby where you are that you could, you know, learn about your yes. local history. Who says that we all across the board have to know all the same things? Your kids in Indiana, my kids in Virginia, why do we have to learn the same things at the same time? That's right. We can That's learn right. mm-hmm. so much just what's around us, geography, history, you know, just discover what's nearby and see what you can do, especially this time of year. I think it's great as the weather's warming up and yes, yes, getting I out know. there. I, if anything, you have a farm nearby. Right. That's right. And that's what I was talking about. Seeking out those places, just researching and finding out, asking around, you know. We are kin, you and I. We may not share an ancestry, but we share an affinity for things that bind us together for life. Our hearts beat for adventure, and wildness runs through our veins. We are explorers of the unknown and lovers of nature. We are firm believers in allowing children to learn at their own pace and fierce protectors of childhood, curiosity, and their inborn sense of wonder. We are family. Just like the early pioneers, we are carving out a life in the wilderness. The road is difficult at times and often met with obstacles, fear, and loneliness. But despite the challenges, this journey is so full of beauty and goodness that I could never turn back. This month, we celebrate friendship and togetherness in our new content bundle, Kinship. Our desire is to provide you with encouragement, inspiration, and practical help for your daily homeschooling life. It includes articles on finding your tribe, kinship among siblings, and creating parallel learning spaces, as well as new podcast interviews and beautiful tutorials for art, play, and nature journaling. There have been many seasons of homeschooling when I have been lonely. I wondered more than once if I might be so different in my thinking that I could never find my tribe. But then Wild and Free came along, this amazing network of like-minded mamas who are tethered to each other by community rather than convention. So we continue on together, each following our own path, but together all the same. For more information about our monthly content bundles, visit bewildandfree.org slash bundles. Speaking of seasons, I'm bringing Scott Sampson up again. He was saying to make nature the place for adventure. And I loved that he said to pick an activity per season. I would never have thought to do that. I know that's so simple. But just to get your family out doing activities together. Maybe in the wintertime you guys would go snowboarding somewhere or whatever. You know, for us in the summer we love to longboard as a family. But you guys love to bike. I love to watch your biking adventures. (laughs) Yes, that's what I was just about to say. Is that we, our family is in the season of bike riding and it's just Mm. been really fun you know I know you guys this evening just like we are we're about to go on a bike ride and your family's getting pretty close to the camping I never wanted to camp with babies I know maybe that's a little bit that's how we are too we I couldn't do it (laughs) I'm not a super I'm not an awesome camper so (laughs) but I do love adventures so I think yes part of it is is like if I can reduce the hardship and babies mm-hmm. add a hardship to camping for me so oh absolutely and you have to bring all the things for babies oh, yeah. you know the high chair and the I, I don't know maybe that was just me but I just couldn't do it but this past summer was the first time we went camping as a family and it was so much fun it was so easy so my youngest would three at the time um, he's about to turn four 
my oldest actually slept in a hammock, which he was eight at the time. And I was like, there is no way he'll sleep in a hammock all night. And the next morning, he told me that was the best sleep of his life. Wow. (laughs) But yeah, that's something we love to do in the summertime. So we're hopefully going to do a lot more of those trips. We plan on doing backyard campouts this summer just with friends, just because our kids are always asking to do sleepovers with their good friends. Mm -hmm. And we don't really do sleepovers because I just feel like you can play and then everyone can go to sleep and we can all wake up refreshed. Now we're going to hear from one of our Wild and Free group leaders, Maria Gervasi. Here's Jennifer Pepito to take it away. Normally I'm podcasting in my closet or somewhere quiet in my house, but today I'm sitting on my back porch with the birds chirping and western bluebirds sitting on my fence chatting with Maria Gervasi, who is Barefooted Arrows on Instagram. And Maria started a Wild and Free group in our little community here. And so we wanted to talk a little bit about starting a Wild and Free group and especially about starting a Wild and Free group in a smaller community. Thanks for joining me, Maria. Hi, thank you so much for having me, Jennifer. So can you tell me a little bit about your homeschooling story, like how you got started and how you fell into even the nature study aspect of homeschooling? Well, the nature came after I started homeschooling and figuring out the Charlotte Mason method, which I really enjoy. At the time I was doing that, my other boys were in public school. And then I realized shortly after that that homeschooling definitely had a lot of benefits to it. So I ended up pulling my two youngest children out of public school, and I've been homeschooling. This is my fourth year. And you've kind of done both styles of schooling what are some of the things that you love about homeschooling and even some of the things that you loved about having your kids go off to school well the one thing I really enjoyed about them being in public school was the relationships that I had with the other parents and with the teachers I was really involved with their everyday activities at school and through that I got a good grasp on what the children needed and how they were learning and so when I did homeschool I actually took a lot of those nuggets from the teachers and applied it to my own kids like when I would lose my patience I would remember what did the teacher do they just calmed down or shifted them to another activity or something like that. Kids become so close to you that it's often easy to under mother in a way because we live with them all we're with them all the time and we love them and we know they love us so it's easy to not always treat them the way that they should be treated i often think in a difficult situation in our homeschool classroom okay what would a kindergarten teacher do our kids do deserve gentleness you know just because there are kids doesn't mean that we should treat them less kindly than a kindergarten teacher would teach or treat her students so True. That's fun. True. And when my boys were in public school, their teachers were very kind to them. And as a parent, I kind of want to lose my cool sometimes because they're frustrating to me as I am to them. So, yeah, I definitely learned a lot from them. So tell me a little bit about how and why you started the Wild and Free group that you run here. With my two youngest boys who are now 10 and 11, after homeschooling for a while, I've realized that they love to be outside they love to run around they love to be in nature just digging in dirt and getting as muddy as they can and when I went to go find other like-minded families there was a lot but they were younger and my boys we didn't really fit in anywhere so I just I started another a group where they could fit in 
Right. And has it been easy? Because we live in a community that's not very big. There's not mm-hmm. a lot of people here. Like, I always love talking to Jennifer Naraki and Greta Eskridge about their wild and free groups and their book clubs and their nature groups. But they live in a city of millions of people. And so the, the community they have to pull from is a lot bigger than our little farming community. So how easy or hard has it been to get families to come to your group activities? And what are some of the joys of having a smaller group? This was actually born out of a desire for my boys to really connect with other kids. We decided to run this group, and the boys, they pick what we do. They pick when we do it. They pick how we do it. They are kind of the ones in charge, and I just facilitate for them. So finding people largely is not easy. Like you said, we live in the smaller smaller area, smaller community. So mostly it's with word of mouth or people that we know that come and we don't necessarily have the same families coming each time. Like today, we just got back from our nature group and we had one regular family that has been consistently coming and then a new family and then one that has been there. This is their second time coming. And honestly, I think there's probably about 50 families in our group. So some of them come consistently and some don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Would you actually, yeah. in some ways, for me, the ideal size of a group is about four families because I want to make sure the babies are safe and the toddlers are safe and I want to be able to visit with the moms a little bit and it's really hard to do when there's a lot. So four mm-hmm. families mm-hmm. makes a really nice field trip or outing because there's not so many that you can't keep track of all the kids. Definitely. We had four families today, um, including myself and Most of the kids that were there were boys, and then there was one girl, and she totally fit in (laughs) with the boys, and they went through mud and built a teepee, and it was fun. It was very manageable. So when you started your group, are you mostly advertising on Facebook? I know there's the Wild and Free Groups site that you can Mm -hmm. go online and register your group, but how are you reaching out to the local community here? Mostly through Facebook and Instagram. Facebook is definitely more local we homeschool through a charter school and so I kind of put the word out and then there's other homeschooling Facebook groups that I put the word out through. I love how so many groups are popping up because everybody needs a community to homeschool with and whether you're in a big community Mm. it can be a hundred families or a small community it's just so important for our kids. I think that a lot of times people put their kids in public school and high school not because they don't love homeschooling, but because their kids are lonely. Yeah. And so starting to develop those friendships now is huge. Yeah. yeah. Well, one of the boys today, we went and did our little nature walk, and then we came back to eat lunch, and one of the other little boys asked my son if he would run up and sit in the tree and eat his lunch with him. And I just thought, that's so sweet to go sit in a tree and eat your lunch. And not weird. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> not weird within our group. Yeah, so, I know. It might be weird some, somewhere <laughs> else, but within our group, that was totally normal. Yeah, that is one of the things I love about homeschooling. Like last summer, I went on a hike with some of our local homeschool kids. And we were up at a river and the kids built a little dam on the river and caught a fish with their bare hands. And they were just so creative and imaginative. Mm -hmm. And I think that is something very special about homeschooling is that it preserves childhood and it preserves the ability to be creative and not be so self-conscious yeah and I think unfortunately kids in schools get so focused on trying to fit in or be cool that they don't Mm. really they lose that child likeness that's such a gift you saying that reminded me today I heard on one of the podcasts before if you ask your child to nature journal you should be nature journaling (gasps) too yeah and so 
I've made an effort to go ahead and journal. And so I pulled out my journal today and one of the other moms, she was like, you have a nature journal? I didn't know you were supposed to have a nature journal. And I said, well, yeah, if you ask your kids to do it, you should probably do it too. And I have little cartoon stick figures, but it is good that they see me doing it and I can be creative because mm-hmm. I feel like moms sometimes lose their creativity for themselves because they're pouring it all into their yeah, kids. That's so good. And I think that's a real strong component of like a Waldorf education is that mm-hmm. the teachers are expected to be learning along with the kids and be leading by example. And I love it that you have caught on to that. I'm actually reading The Living Page by Lori mm-hmm. Bassfader, I think. And she's talking a lot about how important it is for us as adults to have a commonplace book or a book mm-hmm. where we nature journal. And then I love the new nature journal book that came out from Wild and Free and the fabulous drawings that Jennifer Dees and Kristen Rogers have contributed to that book. Yeah, It's just so encouraging to see other mothers who are still taking time for themselves and taking time to be creative and in that way lead by example. So what are some of the resources that are helping you guys with your nature journaling and with building community? Goodness. Well, I have a car full of them right now. I tend to, since we live in California, I tend to lean towards buying California nature books that would explain like what birds we're seeing in our area instead of broader spectrum books. So I try to buy a lot of California books and wildflower books. We have a feather IDing book because we have lots of feathers around here and Wow, that's funny. I, I actually didn't know there was a feather IDing book. That that would be really helpful. Lisa Sherman, my sweet friend Lisa Sherman, introduced me to the feather IDing book, and I have it in the car. So when that's we get great. done with this, I'll okay. that's, to you. That's but great. It's like every single feather you could think of is listed in this book. So. Wow, that's fun. Yeah, we we love the California Audubon book because mm-hmm. you know there's I love my Golden Guide and I love the Nature Anatomy oh, yeah. for doing our nature journaling because the Golden Guides are illustrations, mm-hmm. and the same with the Nature Nature Anatomy book. Because I can't copy from a photograph, but I can copy or journal from somebody else's drawing. Another reason why I love the new Wild and Free Nature book. But then as far as actually trying to identify a plant or a tree or a flower, it's so much more helpful to have photographs. Yeah. And they even have Northern California versus Southern California because our um, state is so diverse. So we tend to buy the Northern California books that help us figure out what plants and animals are around us. So have you had a favorite of your nature outings so far? They're all fun in their own way. (laughs) Last month we went up to Red Hills, which is by Sonora. Okay. It was beautiful there and the kids played in the water, but then we got lost and it took us about four hours to hike out of there. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, because it wasn't marked. So, I mean, that was exciting in its own way because we truly felt like sojourners because we didn't know where we were going and we were on this pilgrim path to back to the parking lot and yeah how many families were with you on that outing i believe there were six or seven families with us at that time that's so. amazing that's what i'm sure that every group leader has had a moment where they felt like <laughs> oh my gosh i am not ernest shackleton and i don't know if we're ever gonna find our way back it was pretty embarrassing i should probably check these places out think of the feeling of endurance and accomplishment mm-hmm. that all those kids develop because yeah. they they could relate to Robinson Crusoe and oh, yeah. all these great explorers. It was fun. Today was fun, too. Today was really laid back and just kind of hiked around and then had lunch and nature journaled. And it was a lot 
more laid back next month i think we're going to go to alcatraz and do they have a junior ranger program there even so yeah so we're pretty diverse and you can pick and choose which ones you want to come to if if it works out for you that month then you're welcome to come and if you don't come for three months it's okay too that's so so what would you say to someone thinking about starting a group i would say do it i have a lot of moms that have wanted to be in a group or start a group but they haven't known where to start and you just start you just say this is what i want to do and do it well thank you maria for taking the time to chat with me and sit on my porch and drink some coffee watch our kids walk through the fields i know (laughs) check out the baby goats thanks a lot for chatting with me about groups and nature today thank you for having me I think it's really important as wild and free mamas that we need to start being yes moms. A few years ago, I realized that I was kind of saying no a little bit too much to not necessarily to adventures, but things that my kids wanted to do in the outdoors. And so I kind of changed my tune and just decided to start being a yes mom. You know, like if my kids wanted to climb this tree that I thought maybe was a little bit dangerous, instead of letting fear rule over that decision, I would just say, yeah go ahead and do it and you know I think kids are such they're so intuitive Mm -hmm. and so they really don't get hurt that much (laughs) it seems like I don't know you know when they're out in nature they just know how to assess the situation Mm -hmm. and so this summer you know when we're camping and we're we're doing all those fun things I really want to be intentional about saying yes more you know we do let fear rule over us I think we always let our minds go to like the worst case scenario (laughs) sure yeah and so that's why we say no or you know just even dirtying their clothes you know but we know that scrapes and bumps will heal and that we can wash the dirty clothes I think it's important for us as mamas to just say yes more to things like that yes to adventure and doing risky things and I really agree with you too that kids are so intuitive and the truth Mm -hmm. is is that when you raising kids and you see them as they get older you realize they really are in tune with what they are capable of or can push themselves to do and they'll discover their own limitations on their own haven't you seen Mm -hmm. that I mean mean, obviously there's more daring kids than others and we've all said about one of our toddlers at least he just doesn't know his own limits or he thinks he can do more than he can and it's Mm -hmm. true that sometimes they do have that but more Mm -hmm. than anything I've seen that we put fear into our children and then prevent them from trying new things. I think that's kind of a first child thing. You know, we boil their pacifiers and we absolutely (laughs) want, yeah, we (laughs) want them to be so careful. And by the fourth, we're like, eh, whatever. You've got the giant diaper bag on your back (laughs) and you're like, (laughs) and then by the third, you're like bumming diapers (laughs) off of friends, wiping them up and tying a t-shirt around them. So you're right. I do think that we don't give our kids enough credit sometimes. I remember this past summer or maybe it's two summers ago, Titus wanted to try kayaking and I was like, oh, you're kind of too little and I felt like the boat would swallow him up you know and could he use an oar I don't know I just was like no I don't think he can really do that but he just hopped in you know never had been in a kayak before he just hopped in and took off and it just came so natural to him you know he just knew how to do it naturally so yeah I think giving our kids a little bit more credit or just trusting that you know they have good instincts and of course there are situations where it's something truly is dangerous but I think for the most part kids are able to assess it and they can know their limitations 
Just a reminder, our new monthly content bundle, Kinship, is available right now. You can go to bewildandfree.org slash bundles to learn more. Well, that's all the time we have for today, but join us next week for the Wild and Free podcast. Mm-hmm.